Welcome to Last of Late Breakers podcast with me, Damon Grimshaw, your host on this show. So it's basically a show about me waffling on about motorbikes. Um, hopefully you enjoy it. Give me a like and a subscribe. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, all the other rubbish. Um, get in touch with me if you if you can at Last of Late Breakers podcast. Enjoy the show. And welcome to episode ten of Last of Late Breakers. Thank you for joining me on this show. Uh, today we're going to be covering the f- round fourteen of the MotoGP in Aragon. Um, I'll do a BSB show later in the week and cover the uh, Assen round of BSB. So, Moto3 in Spain. Um, Pos- thought This round is thought of as the best Spanish round. Um, I've always had a soft spot for Catalonia myself, but this is seen as the modern best Spanish round. Um, so, I'll jump straight in with the Moto3. Um, dry race, 19 laps. Um, Connect managed the pole. Uh, masterful lap. Uh, in Q in Q two, uh, a one fifty eight point nine seven, and Agüero and Tate sitting out on the front row. First KTM pole for a long time, so it's uh, it's very good for very good for the championship and KTM. Um, in this race, Kinet took a very comfortable win, after getting the horse shot into turn one and staying in the front pretty much the entire race. Wasn't quite a flag to flag as he got past a few times uh, on the pitch straight and the back straight. Um, Delaporta had a shitter, absolute crap, crap race. He's 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 ended up in uh, about 15th place at one point, um, 15, 16th place. It was terrible. And he also only had to come in together with his teammate Ramirez in the opening lap. Um, it's, it wasn't a great race for uh, for for old Delaporta. I thought I thought he'd have done a bit better, but he didn't. Um, just after the on the second lap, um, Kinect pulled the second gap over the whole f- over the pack, which was insane. Um, unfortunately for him, they all slipstreamed onto his back wheel quite quickly. Um, Alonso Lopez looked well racy right at the beginning of the race from early on. The uh, seventeen-year-old was looking dead strong. Early on, McPhee uh, dropped down to eighth place, uh, and he sort of lost the front group. Um, they were fighting for the podium. Just quite early on, like that. Like, was on, like, on lap two. It was quite early on. Uh, Gemma Messier crashed out on lap two, which is a real shame because he looked fast all weekend. He actually clipped on his f- f- Foggia's back tyre um, on corner entry, and there's only one winner in that case. Um, on lap four, uh, McPhee started, uh, he got a bit of confidence, started improving. He got himself up to sixth place, um, and Delaporte at this point was still way off the pace and way down the field. Uh, he was still, still sitting in 14th place. At the mid race point, Kinect. Uh, uh, disappeared. He had a three-second lead in the mid-race point. Um, but Aguirre and Lopez, I believe, and McPhee and Suzuki were all following, but they were all passing each other, and it allowed Kinect to get more of a gap. Uh, Kinect had a massive scare mid-race because um, he got a track limit warning, and we all know what that what happened um, in the last round at Mazzano with track limits. So that was pretty scary because if he'd have got, if he'd have got the uh, if he'd been got a long lap for that, he'd have put him right back in with the pack. Um, so he'd have been in deep shit really. Uh, luckily for Kinect, he managed to avoid any other infringements and he took the win after a, a last lap slugfest from Aguirre and Foggia in that big group. Um, just McPhee just missed out on f- in fourth place, which was a shame because he was right there. Um, but that that's that class, unfortunately, you know. 
you can be leading on the onto the back onto the onto the uh, pitch straight, and you could end up off the podium. It's incredible. So connected the win on the KTM. Aguero got second. Foggy got third. McPhee fourth. Lopez got fifth. Suzuki got sixth. Garcia seventh. Albert Arenas eighth. Rodrigo ninth. Tony Abelino tenth. Della Porta in eleventh, and Tati in twelfth. Della Porta managed to scrape a few places back towards the end. He seemed he, he picked up in the last sort of five laps, but it's just not enough. And that really, really closes up this championship now. It's super, super, super tight. So you've got um, Aaron Kennett at the top of the... Ch Sorry, you've got Della Porta at the top of the championship, 184 points, from Aaron Kennett on 182, so he's two points adrift. You've got Tony Arbolino on 155, 29 points adrift, and McPhee on 126, 58 points adrift. So that championship is wide open, absolutely wide open going into these flyaways. There's the next round is uh, Thailand, so it's uh, like even even McPhee's not not too far away from fighting for the championship. He's only fifty eight points adrift, and there's four races to go, so he's not out of it at all. You know, a bad perform another bad performance from Della Porter and Canet, and a win for McPhee with Abelino off the podium really really closes everything up it, it's really open it's fantastic so i think this is going to go all the way to the end um abelino is one to look out for for me because he's been super consistent Kinet and della porter have had stutters in in the last few rounds and abelino has always been there so for me abelino could be the man to look out for um Going, especially going into the last round if it's close. Um, right, so I'll jump straight into motor two. Um, Twenty-one laps in the dry. Uh, Alex Marquez took the fourth pole of 2019 in his tenth in motor two, with a lap time of 152.225. Um, Augusto Fernandez and Brad Binder sat on the front row with him. So this race unfolded um, quite quite nicely for a certain South African. So Brad Binder uh, took the race win, um, a great race win for Brad Binder actually, um, from P3. He, he took the whole shot with Mourinho Marquez in third. Augusto Fernandez dropped the bike on on the lap one uh, in turn ten. Um, it, on the on the uh, on the BT footage, he looked to spin the rear, and then that took the weight off the front end, and then he just washed the front. Uh, it looked quite a nasty crash to be fair. So he's not done his championship till any favours. Um, end of the first circulation um, Brinder had actually gapped uh, Marini and Marcus um, and after a few laps he looked he looked real settled uh, and he looked he started edging away slightly but then the problem is with that with that back straight he bit of slipstreaming in the back with him again so um, with with that it sort of yo-yoed a little bit at the beginning Um Sam Lowe's dropped to seventh at the beginning, but he was matching in the leaders' lap times. Um, Marquez had a few sniffs at Marini in second, but he didn't manage to make anything stick until lap five, where he stuck quite an aggressive pass into turn one. Uh, but Marina tried his best in the next few corners, but he couldn't really make anything work. And now Marini had to deal with the fast fourth-place man, Navarro. He was absolutely flying in this race. Um, so at the mid-race stage, Marini had moved back in front of Marquez, and a mistake from Navarro lost him a lot of ground. 
and he fell into the clutches of Tom Luthi with 10 laps to go. Uh, Marini and Marquez started having a bit of a barney, which uh, allowed Brad Bender just to edge away a bit, and he got a two-second advantage at the front. Uh, the battle also allowed uh, Navarro to close back into the pack. Um, Sam Lowe's got onto the back of Tom Luthi, um and dragged them sort of up to the leading group. It was nine to go. Um, he just banged in the fastest race lap as well, so his race pace was exactly where it needed to be. Um, with five laps to go, uh, Luthi dropped right off the back of the group, um, and in between the group and Tom Luthi was was the Sam Lowe's. Um, he was a second behind fourth place man Marini. Um, it was quite a way off the podium at this point. Um, Sam at one point Sam closed right up to uh, Marini. Um, but he never really looked to threaten him. Um, Navarro and Marquez closed Binder down to 1.4 seconds with four laps to go. And then Sam got back on the back of him again with half, with half a second behind Marini. So it was really hotting up at the end of this race. And then Marquez and Navarro closed Binder down again the following lap to 1.2 seconds. It looked like they could catch the leader before um, by the end of three laps to go, going to T1. Uh, Navarro uh, stood Marquez up uh, and took a second place away from him and pulled a few bite lengths in the following lap. Navarro made a small error in turn 15 and lost his drive, so this allowed Brad to get across the line first to win from Paul in what was a great race from Brad Binder. Very controlled, never looked in doubt really. Um, second place man, uh, Navarro, had a cracking race, really, really cracking race, and he fully deserved his second place. I wasn't sure he was going to get it, um, at one point, because he, lo he looked like he'd made a mistake which was going to lose him the guys, but he managed to, fate had it that he could get back in with them. Um, championship leader Alex Marquez, who extended his championship lead to um, over 40 points from um, from Fernandez, not from Fernandez, from Navarro, um, which was is, is pretty impressive. I think Navarro's in third place in the championship, um, and Fernandez in second. Um, Fernandez crashing and not scoring any points really has belonged this championship at the moment, at this stage. It's it's 37 or 38 points the distance. I'll, I'll double check that in a second. Um, we have KTM, a KTM, a speed up and a Calix on the podium, which is nice. It's not in the order you'd expect. We've got a KTM up top, speed up in second and a Calix in third, which is it's nice. It's, it's good to see different um, good to see different chassis doing the business because we've had a very much a Calix owned championship for a long time. Um, so to see speed up making the gains that they've made, it's, 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 it's nice to see, it really is. Um, fourth place man was the VR46 and stepbrother Luca Marini. He um, he couldn't quite hold on to the podium, guys, but a good result for Luca in what's been a bit of a poor season for him, really, after his results at the end of this uh, end of last year. I really thought that he would um it would be challenging for that title this year, but it just hasn't really worked out. Um Sam Lowe's scored another great finish in getting fifth place. You might think fifth place isn't great for Sam Lowe's, but with his form this year, that's two fifth places on a bounce. So that new contract must be motivating him big time. Um behind Sam Lowe's was a fading Tom Louie, who was supposed to be another championship contender. But it just hasn't hasn't materialised for him this year. Um, 
in the early stages, Ike Lacrona aboard the KTM bike. He, he looked good, he looked well as well, but he ended up finishing seventh. Um, just ahead of Lorenzo Baldessari, um, with the Moto, with the 2018 Moto 3 champion finishing ninth. Um, Jorge Martin, which was a good result. Um, and rounding out the top ten was Xavier Villa here. Um, Mark is his teammate at the moment. Um, so Alex Marquez is the main contender this year. Fernandez managed to climb up to 22nd, but unfortunately didn't score any points. So that kind of that must that must have been a bit of a swallow for him, really. Um, this leaves the championship looking good if your name's Alex Marquez. To be fair, he's 30, got a 38 point lead. So first place Alex Marquez, 213 points from Jorge Navarro, who's on 175 points, 38 points adrift. You got Fernandez in third. 171 points, 42 points adrift. Tom Luthier, 169, 44 adrift. And the race winner, Brad Binder, on 160 points, at 53 points adrift. So, my own, my opinion on this one is Marquez won a championship winner's race here. He got into a bit of a to-do with Navarro, but looked to set up a third at right at the very end uh, and the points in the championship, which is something he's not really done before. He... I don't know if he had a moment or what, but he he seemed to roll it slightly towards the end, towards the very end. So, is that something? Because he's never really been known for his ability to ride for a championship. He's just ridden and crashed. So, is that something he's developed? Um, Fernandez let himself down, and he's got a lot of work to do. Um, dropping forty-two points back and slipping to third place in the championship. Um, so we're going into the flyaways now. Um, where Marquez was very strong last year, so it it stands him in good stead for um, for his championship really because he was strong at strong at the end of last year. He sort of he seemed to click at the end of last year, so fingers crossed we get some good racing. Um, but he'd have to do something pretty stupid to to lose his championship. He he has to ride his, to his to his potential. But I believe his his name is on the champ title as much as his brother's is. So that's all I got to say for Moto Two at the moment. So I'll wrap that up and move on to the Moto GP. So then the Moto GP of Aragon. Um, I just wanted to start by talking about the first practice session of the weekend. Just wow, um, Marquez put a, a lap in that was 1.6 seconds ahead of everybody else and the faces and the guys in the paddock were incredible and I, I wanted to mention the stats of what he's achieved in 200 Grand Prix because um, it's pretty damn good so 128 podiums in 200 Grand Prix is a 64% rate which works out almost 2 in 3 races 77 victories and 88 pole positions what a lot of people are comparing them to, to, to what Ross has achieved. Um, so I'll chuck them in as well. So in 200 Grand Prix start, starts, um, Rossi had 91 victories, 144 podiums and 51 poles. So Marquez is slightly ahead of him on pole positions, but he's behind on on everything else. You can't really... I, I personally think that you can't really compare the eras because um, it's different eras. There was... My opinion is there's more people nowadays that could win a race, um, but I refuse to compare the two stats because I believe it's different eras. Um, well, the one thing I will say is 
We are so lucky to, to witness two incredible champions in the same era, on the same track, at the same time. It's just amazing. I do believe that um, that Marquez will pass Rossi in the titles with his nine world championships, regardless of who he rides for. Um, I think even if he went to KTM, he'd get a championship on a KTM eventually. So I, I just wanted to put that in before I started talking about the rest of the weekend. Uh, the last little comment before, before I do the race, race report, um, Paul Espargaro had a huge crash in qualifying. Uh, and he broke his wrist, which has put him out for the race, and possibly Thailand as well. So that's hopefully he gets better soon because his his season was starting to really build. Um, so onto the uh, onto the race. Well, quick one on qualifying. So Mark Marquez was on pole, obviously, from Quattararo, and Maverick Vinales got himself a front row start as well. So the race we had another stellar win for Mr. Marquez um, after a perfect start on that rep on that Repsol. Uh, followed away by Fabio, uh, and Jack Miller got himself into third place. Uh, and Vinales, Rins and Mobadelli behind him. Um, Rins and Mobadelli had a massive coming together on it in the first lap, and Mobadelli came off worse and got himself bashed up, because um, Rins continued. Um, Mark managed to pull a one-second gap in the first lap. His pace was just insane. Insane. He was comfortably, I think it was like three to five tenths a lap faster than everybody else. Um, it was just, it was really, really incredible. Um, the title for this podcast is The Alien of Aragon <laughs> because of that. And it was something I picked up on BT Sport, which I thought was nice. So I'm going to use it as my title. Um, I digress. Jack uh, hit second place, uh, followed closely by Fabio and Vinales. After three laps, Emma pulled a 1.6 second lead. There's levels in this game. Uh, and I believe he is the new level alien. Some of you will remember we had we had four aliens at one stage. We had Valentino Rossi, Jorge Lorenzo, Danny Pedrosa, and Casey Stoner. They were the four aliens. They were the four people that won races for a period of, a, of about ten years. And uh, I think we've got a, n- a new type of alien in in Mark Marcus. The way he can just break people. Especially at this round, what he's done in this round is fucking sensational. I'm not really a Marcus fan. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. I'm not really a huge admirer of him as a person. But you cannot take away what he does on the motorbike. It is phenomenal. Um, Jorge Lorenzo got himself in tw- up into 12th place, um, which is great for Jorge Lorenzo. Um, and at this point in the race, uh, the man in the move was was Davizioso. Um, six laps in, he managed to move past uh, Rossi. Uh, Marquez at this point, Marquez has stretched his lead to three seconds. Um, it was just unbelievable. Vinales moved past Quattararo to chase down Miller um, on lap six, but he got left for dead down that down that back 0.6 mile back straight. He, it was pretty embarrassing, um, and because of Morbidelli coming together with Rins, he got a long lap penalty for his uh, actions. Um, Vinales moved past Miller with 16 laps to go and Miller ran wide uh, and lost a lot of speed which kind of ruined his, um, his straight his straight line speed so he lost the main strength of that bike um, and Mav kept the place um, Mark had managed to pull a 5 second lead uh, with 15 laps to go which was just insane um, Dovi was creeping through the pack 
he'd passed um he'd passed quite he's passed most people now and he was he was he was sitting in fourth place. Um and he was catching Miller at quite a rate as well. Um and with ten laps to go he was right with him. He was right on his back wheel and he had a go at him um going into turn one. Uh and passed uh Miller. Vinales Vinales was in his sights. He was just under a second um ahead of Dovi at this point. Um and then Jack decided to have a go at Vinales going into T one. Um for that final podium position. So the race winner was um Mark Marquez. He cruised his way to a handsome four point eight second victory. Super controlled, super fast. It was re- really was something special to behold. Um, Davizioso, who rode a fantastic race, got second place. Uh, and <laughs> Jack, stand-up Wheelie Miller, got the final podium position. I love what Jack did in this race. He just got, he just bit the screen and just, and just put the laps in. Bang, 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 bang. And he got himself on the podium, which was absolutely phenomenal. Because no one, I would never have said at Aragon that Jack Miller would be on the podium. No way. Even after practice, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had him in um, on the podium. Um, so fourth place was Maverick Vinales after absolutely destroying his rear tyres in the in the last uh, three laps. Every corner you watched, he was like, "Oh, he's going to crash!" Literally, the front would go, the rear would go, and it was like, "Which one's going to go first? Is he going to lose the rear? Is he going to lose the front? It was incredible. It was wobbling all over the place. So he, he proper he proper dragged that bike home. Unfortunately for for Marv, he just didn't have the pace to keep with Marquez at the very beginning. And in his in his post race report, that's what he said. He said he tried to run with Marquez and destroy his tyres early on. So he kind of ruined his race before it got going, and he ended up finishing off the podium. So fifth place, a distant fifth place, was Fabio Cotuaro. It was nine seconds adrift. That's a long way back for Fabio after his last few rounds. Cal Crutchlow got himself in uh, a solid sixth place, and considering where he started and how his weekend's been going, that's a solid result from Cal. Because I don't think his head is in the game at the moment. I've said this a few times. He, he doesn't seem to be. He doesn't seem too interested in it at the moment. There's been lots of talk of his future and everything else. So maybe that'll um, reignite the flame, and we don't know. We'll see. Seventh place for me. This was. This was barely mentioned in the commentary. Alicia Spagaro got seventh place in that Aprilia. Only ten seconds adrift as well. That is absolutely. He must be chuffed to bits with that. That is a fantastic result. Uh, Twenty-three seconds adrift of first place was the eighth place finisher Valentino Rossi. This wasn't a good round for Valentino. He didn't have any pace at all in this race. He started okay. And it just faded horribly. Um, and if it weren't for Morbidelli crashing out, I think he'd have been the last Yamaha on track. He was actually the last Yamaha on track, but I think he would have actually been the last finisher of the Yamahas if Morbidelli had, had, had not been taken out by Rins, which is horrible. Because, you know, he's had a lot of criticism recently about his age and his performances and everything else. So it's not, it's not nice to see. Uh, ninth place was the penalised Alex Rins, so he managed to get some points even after his long lap. 
Um, it was just ahead of Taki Nakagami, who rounded out the top 10. Unfortunately for Jorge Lorenzo, after getting up to 12th place, he ended up finishing 20th, 46 seconds adrift from the leader, behind two test riders. And one of them test riders, Bradley Smith, had never even ridden this speck of a period he was on. It's not, it's not good for Jorge, it really isn't. Because he said his target was to be 30, 30 seconds back. It was ended up in 46 seconds adrift. That's a long way back. We know he's injured. Hopefully he comes back stronger in Thailand. But I think that's an even that's just as much of a challenge as uh, as Aragon for him. So the championship is pretty convincing, and I won't be surprised if it's already been etched with the Mark Marquez emblem. Um, and I bet he's already planning his um, he's already planning his celebrations because he's only got to beat Dovi to win the title. Uh, I think he has to beat him by something ridiculous, like four points or something, to, to get the title. Um, so that leaves the championship with Marquez on 300 points, Dovi on 202 points, and Rins on 156. So it's pretty, it's pretty conclusive that going into Thailand. So a little bit of news: um, Honda has said they're helping Jorge Lorenzo in every single way. Alberto Puig said he's there helping Honda helping Jorge in every single way. I think that's bullshit. I think that's just PR bullshit. Um, there's no way that they're supporting it. They're giving him everything. Because he's come out about, what, about, what, about three or four weeks ago saying that he's not pulling his finger out. It's ridiculous. It's all, for, it's all PR bullshit. I honestly think, my honest opinion is, Jorge will not ride that bike next year. Zarco will ride that bike next year. You heard it here first. It's just speculation. There's no proof of anything. I think Zarco will sign up to Honda as a test rider and he'll sit on that bike in Qatar next year. Um, Jake Dixon assigned with Patronus Moto2. Uh, Powie's gone back down to Moto3 and that opened up a seat for Jake Dixon, which is... Uh, uh, internet trolls piss me off because they've been saying how he doesn't deserve it, he's done nothing, blah, blah, blah. He's been on a, he's been on a pretty shit package this year. And he's doing all right. He's still learning the circuits. He's learning the tyres, the chassis and everything. Bear in mind, he's come from a production um, series to a prototype series. And you can't, I can't emphasise that enough. Like, he's got to learn that apparently those Moto2 chassis are solid. So he's come from a, a, he's come from a, a, a production series where there's a lot of flex in, sh in a chassis to something that's got a proper solid chassis. So, amongst other things. He's got to learn tyres, suspension, everything. So for me, he's had a learning year this year and he's going to hit it big next year with that Patronus Moto2 team because they've got a big budget. So let's see what happens. Um, Alicia Spagaro um, has commented on, on the form on the Aprilia saying that he's doing, he's doing well but he's suffering, uh, which is good because he said about two weeks ago how Aprilia weren't bringing anything to the fore with testing and stuff, they were just testing the same old stuff. But they've clearly found something because he had a fantastic result in this race. And he's been he's been there or thereabouts, so um ho hopefully it's some a sign of good things for the future because Alicia is one of these guys that will just grit his teeth. He will just get his head down and just blast it out. So it's it's awesome. Um Calio, the replacement for Zach on that factory KTM said that he's missing experience in the dry, he's done a lot of testing in the wet since he came back from his injury. Um, so he feels like he's lacking something in the dry. 
So all these rate, well, certainly the Aragon round has been a good building round for him. And going into Thailand, Thailand can be a bit damp. So it might be a bit of a mixed bag in Thailand. But we'll have to see. It's good for Calio. It's good for KTM. Calio's a very experienced MotoGP rider. And KTM need experience at the moment. I've seen a few um, speculative comments about this, who's going to be on that on that bike for next year. And people saying how they should get a young whippersnapper on there, blah, blah, blah. blah but they need somebody with some experience. They need... They need a Danny Pedrosa, but he won't do it. They need somebody like Danny Pedrosa who who can ride a bike to a stupidly high level uh, and has got insane levels of experience. They don't need a young lad in there. They've got they've got oh it was sorry, it was Ianoni. Ianoni was some coin about Ianoni going on that bike. You don't need Ianoni and um Polis Pagaro. You've got the same type of rider there where they just grit the teeth and just go for it. You don't want two of them people trying to develop the bike. You want an experienced rider, like someone like Guintoli, who who can ride, develop a bike. They, they, maybe a Colin Edwards type of rider who can who can develop a bike and, and really bring that package forward. Um, you don't want two people that bike the screen and go. Um, Juan Mir, on his on his second race back, said that he's struggling in the braking because uh, of his injuries. Um, he made a big mistake in the race and ended up going. I think he dropped back to about seventeenth place because he made a mistake. Maybe it's his injuries because he's got a, he's got a bad shoulder. Uh, going into the next round, hope the couple of weeks in between, hopefully he can get some recovery time. And the biggest news, this which was confirmed, which I'm gonna be honest, I thought it already was. Bautista signs for Honda in World Superbike for 2020. He commented saying that he feels like more involved with the HRC setup. Uh, I think that's bullshit, and I think there's something else written to the contract. He, I don't see unless he he knows that Honda are bringing a missile to World Superbike for next year, and they're going to shock everybody. Uh, or he's got a route back into GPs, maybe on Cal's bike next year. I don't know, but. I can't see why he'd sign with Honda. They've been nowhere for years in that championship. The only reason they've got anywhere in the last, what, 10 years is because Johnny Ray got a few results for Honda when the Tenkati team had it. I don't. It, there's something we're not, we don't know about in that contract. And like I say, they're either bringing a weapon of mass destruction to that championship or they are... He's got something else beyond World Superbike for for, for twenty twenty one. Um, I'd like to. I'd, I hope that Honda have designed something to compete with the with the Ducati and the Kawasaki in that championship. Let's not forget BMW are also still developing that bike. That's a new bike this year, and it's on a stock motor. So maybe next year the the Kawasaki and Ducati dominance may fade slightly. We can only hope because that championship is so in needing of a kick up the ass. It really is. People don't even talk about World Superbikes anymore. I mean, it, going back sort of twenty years, it was all it was the championship to be in. You know, when when we had Carl winning, you know, then we went on to Torsland winning. You know, we and then uh, Hodgson winning the championship. We had British guys winning that championship. We've got. We've had piles of British guys in there, but no one's talking about it. 
So hopefully, um, hopefully that I think with 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 quite a few bikes in the championship that are winning and good racing, like getting BSB. I mean BSB is very Ducati back based at the moment, um, but there's lots of people that can win a race. Whereas in supers, in world supers, you've only got a, three riders at the very most, four riders at the very most that can win a race. So it'll be next season will be interesting for uh, World Super for sure. So I'm going to wrap that up there. Um, thank you for listening, and I'm going to do, as I said earlier, I'm going to do a, a BSB review later in the week um, because there's a bit of a gap in between the rounds, um, and then I can do a MotoGP preview show uh, in 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 with that. So thank thanks for listening. Um, I hope it wasn't too boring for you, and I hope you found it. Um, I hope you found my social media, so Instagram and um, Twitter. So last of late breakers on Instagram, uh, late breakers at late at L breakers on Twitter, and last of late breakers pod at gmail dot com. Get at me. Um, I just tend to share stuff on there. I don't put a right lot of. I don't. I, I'll share the news articles and stuff. I put. I just generally put nice pictures on there. Give me a subscribe. Give me a like talk to me, you know, let me know what you want to hear, if you like it, Even tell me if you don't like it, I just want to know, um, th- thanks again, and uh, I'll catch up with you later in the week, goodbye.